Morning to you, Indianapolis. I'm Indy's newsman, Cameron Roto, coming to you live on this last Sunday of August the 27th, 2023, at the 106.7 WTLC and Hot 100.9 Studios on this Sunday morning. On the show today, we've got some serious business to talk about. You've seen it this week in the news. An Indianapolis man shot and killed by an IMPD officer. The video has been released. The victim shot in the back as he was running away from an IMPD officer, but with a gun in his hand. The investigation is still underway into if that officer used the proper training protocols. The reaction uh from some folks in the city includes the continuing call for IMPD Chief Randall Taylor to resign. Um, Those members say this is part of a list of reasons and incidents where officers with IMPD have not been held accountable. This morning we're going to bring a couple of the receipts uh, when it comes to exactly what IMPD Chief Randall Taylor has done When it comes to accountability with officers since he's been on that job since December 31st of 2019. We're going to talk about some of those background things in this overall call of the black clergy in Indianapolis, a group of pastors and ministers, black ministers alliance asking uh, for the chief to resign. Now, again, this comes just as... um, the police shooting that happened on August 3rd. The video was released just this week uh, with uh, between Officer Douglas Carell and Dwayne Harrell. You saw me talk about it on TV this week. Uh, so one, we'll get your reactions to that video. Um, and then I'm going to explain a couple of things on some of the receipts that we pulled. Then at 8.30, uh, we're going to hear from some of... Um, we're going to get more detail on how... IMPD does its business when it comes to its processes of releasing the video. Reverend Alexander, um, who also is a member of the Indianapolis Black Clergy, I will ask him his thoughts um, on what the clergy is is asking for. But what what he's doing on Monday is something that um, he's done in the past and teamed up with um, IMPD, I believe, to educate the public on the processes of how IMPD does things and why they do things. And among those things is releasing video. We've seen uh, down in Tennessee uh, when the officers uh, were beating a man to death in their custody, how quickly that video uh, came out. That's because they have a process. They have a different process. 
We've seen in other places where it takes weeks for the video to come out or or months. And it's because everybody has a different process. Every state has a different process. Every city, departments have different processes. So the goal of what Reverend Alexander is doing uh, and that event is tomorrow. We're going to hear about it at, coming up on the show at 830 today. The goal of what he's doing is to educate you on IMPD's processes. And one of those is how they respond to officer-involved shootings, like the one that happened on August 3rd, and the processes of how do they, how do they release video? Uh, how do they make these things transparent? So to start the show, we'll get your, your thoughts and your comments on the reaction of um, the police officer shooting back on August 3rd. Um, and then I'm going to pull a couple of, of research things uh, that I have found from just this past, um, from Chief Taylor's term. And I'm trying to uh, get something to load up here. It's hard to talk and move this computer at the exact same time because it's freezing, so it makes my brain freeze. So hang on. Um, 317-239-1009. 317-239-1009. The phone lines are open this morning. Um to talk to you, to get your reaction uh, to the shooting of Dwayne Gary Harrell, who was shot and killed by an IMPD officer on August 3rd. I'm going to read you the details of exactly what happened uh, in that shooting coming up in just a moment um, as I pull this up. Um, let me see here. Um, 317-239-1009. Phones are ringing. Thank you very much. Coming to you momentarily. Uh, 317-239-1009. Here we go. Uh, let me read you the details real quick now that I've got myself together. So we now have the edited body camera footage, which shows an IMPD officer shooting and killing 49-year-old Gary Dwayne Harrell earlier this month. This all started with a traffic stop for possible reckless driving on North Parker Avenue on August 3rd. The attorney representing the Harrell family says they are still in shock and disbelief. Now, if you go watch that video, it is disturbing and it is online uh, in an edited version that is put together uh, by a third party, not IMPD, but a third party that looks at the video and says, OK, this is what you are safe to publish without ruining um, evidence or uh, going beyond what would be helpful in what is also now a criminal investigation into uh, this officer's actions. The driver, Gary Dwayne Harrell, can be seen standing outside of his car and talking with Officer Douglas Carell. In the video, Harrell can be heard telling the officer he needs to talk to his mother, so he gets back in the car and picks up his phone. Police say that is also when he grabbed a handgun and started running. As Harrell runs, Officer Carell yells at him to stop, then fires his gun twice, hitting Harrell in the back at least once. Harold did not survive that injury. Police say everything that happened on August 3rd is still under investigation. The criminal investigation into Officer Harold's actions will now go to the Marion County Prosecutor's Office, and an internal review will go before Chief Taylor and the IMPD Review Board. In the meantime, as I mentioned at the top of the show, the clergy of Indianapolis say they are still calling on Chief Randall Taylor to resign as they first did Last week, Chief Taylor released a statement asking for the public's trust 
and the patients, their patients, while this investigation continues. And as I said there, you heard the uh, clergy. They're asking for the chief to resign because they don't feel like officers are being held accountable. We'll talk about that in just a moment. But first, let's talk to you to get your reaction of this latest police officer shooting uh, of a black officer uh, shooting a black man. I tell you that because we're on radio. And if you haven't seen the video, that is the situation. Uh, This happened back on August 3rd. The video was just released this past week. 317-239-1009-317-239-1009. Let's go to the phone. Start with caller on line one. Good morning. Who's this? Good morning. Hey, you know, if somebody uh, jumps out of a car, then they get back in there and take a gun and then try to run, trying to find a corner so they can shoot back at you, I'm going to kill them immediately, and I'm not going to aim for no extremities. I'm aiming for body mass because we are out here. The concerned clergy has turned into an embarrassment. And, you know, I was in the concerned clergy for about 30 years, right? They're supporting issues that that are just inane and don't matter whatsoever. They are out there trying to pimp a dead body like they usually do. But uh, this is getting more and more embarrassing because the police have a tough job to do, right? Now, it's a a declarative statement that when a police tells you to stop, everybody votes for the people who are in power, right? It's declaratory, and it's part of our covenant with civilization to obey the law. If he had just stayed in the car, waited till the officer came, if he had a warrant, went on to jail, and that would have probably been that. But uh, we always try to uh, uh, focus on things and waste our press on foolishness like this. When uh, the concerned clergy and all the ministers that are going along with this mess, Chief Taylor is not the problem. They are the problem for uh, lying to people on down through the years and misleading people and being deceptive and uh, just being deceitful. So they need to get off of it and find jobs and stop going out here and alienating blacks. That's all they're doing with this racism selling that they're doing. They're alienating blacks more and more and marginalizing them so that when you go get a job or something, nobody's going to want to look at you. They got our boys wearing all this stuff on their head. Nobody's going to have you in their business spooking their customers. Every time I see one of them, I say, you need to get a flat top haircut and leave that alone. You don't have anything to do with Africa. Go to Africa, and they'll kill you as soon as you step off the boat. So, All you right. know, That's time. Black, black clergy is out of control and stupid. All right. Thank you, sir. Appreciate you. 317-239-1009. 317-239-1009. That's the number to call to get on the air this morning to get your reaction to this latest police officer shooting. Let's go to line two. Good morning. You're live on Open Lines. Who's this? Good morning. Good morning, Cameron. It's Brother Motel. Yes, sir. Thanks for coming call. First, I want to pay off credence to all our foremothers and forefathers. We had the anniversary, 60th anniversary of the March on Washington yesterday. I've made some of my young children I work with and all spring sit and watch children's related videos, children's appropriate videos. I implore all my people to sit your children down and get them and educate them on our history, culture, and progress and things and regress that we make. Second, we have the last blue moon, I mean, uh, super moon of the year. The blue moon is August 30th, people. Get some binoculars, either telescope, get your young people out there, look at the meteor. And Saturn's going to be next to it with those beautiful rings. You'll be able to see it closer than ever with those beautiful rings. We grew up looking and learning about astrology. Um, uh, this 
something is lost art in our community, and I want it to be brought back because the answers to our existence are up there and out there. Um, with this situation, and I'm the truest, most down with my people, brother, that you'll ever meet people. But I kind of agree with Larry a little bit on the situation here. We've got too many people who are unarmed and who have done nothing or who are like Philando Castile, who have legally carrying and spoke and told the officer, and then the officer asked him to reach to get the weapon, and then he killed him. I cannot fight this guy's fight. He I, he killed someone. Now that we know his record. He killed someone in 2012 or 14. He had another number of things, but there is no way in the world you put a weapon in your hand against me, let alone an officer. If it was me as a human, I go from I'm from the ice cube era. I'm gonna be judged by twelve. I ain't gonna be carried by six, because you're still a threat with a weapon in your hand. What we gotta teach our people out here is put your video on, because I don't like their videos. They edit stuff. That's why you have to videotape. Uh, Attorney Nathaniel Lee said when you get stopped, the first thing you do, put the videotape on. Matter of fact, buy dash cameras. Okay, so let that go. Put your hands out the window. Turn on Turn Signal, which is an app you can download on your phone. You can get free legal service the first year. The lawyer comes on the phone. Don't, officer, I have, I'm armed. My hands are out. I'm not doing anything else. Now you're being recorded. The lawyer's on the phone. Everything is there. But you cannot. I'm telling you, you to talk to your family members, people. You cannot have an arm, a gun in your hand on me, let alone a police officer. We cannot do that. He's just not one. I'm sorry, black ministers. I'm, I'm the truest brother. I'm Gary Indiana. I've been all over this world and country. Lived in Philly, New York, everywhere, D.C., you name it. I cannot defend him because we know in this climate that we're in, and we got people like Sandra Bland, Rakia Boyd, Bolton Jean, killing his own home, unarmed, lady watching uh, 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 Atiana Jefferson down in Texas playing video games, being killed in her own home. We got too many innocent, unarmed black people we have to fight for. And in this case, I can't fight for him because he knows darn well you cannot keep a weapon in your hand any kind of way, let alone on 34th and Parker. The homies over there going to take him out. So I'm sorry that happened. Uh, I, I think it's cowardly to shoot someone in the back. That's what the old West used to say. You're a back shooter. You was a coward. But we know they're cowards. We know a lot of the police are cowards. And so just don't do that behavior. Look, listen to what Nathaniel Lee and Brother Grimes and Attorney Banks be saying on Saturdays what to do. Follow those procedures, and then you can get the things in your favor and have evidence in your favor so we can fight for you out here. And then lastly, Cameron, I'm gone. I talked to three ministers the other day, and per our discussion last week, God doesn't create or produce anything bad. We have misguided people out here, but the good Lord up here doesn't make anything that is bad. Thanks for taking my call. All right, 317-239-1009, 317-239-1009. Among the things uh, that is not up for dispute by the family and by the family's attorney is that uh, Mr. Harrell had a gun. The family, the lawyer, does not dispute that Harrell grabbed a loaded gun from his car and attempted to run away from Officer Carell. That's it's often a, a, a piece of information that is up for debate. Well, we didn't see a gun. He had a gun. You can't see it on video are typically the things that come up. But in this situation, that's not up for debate. In fact, uh, the family's lawyer has said um, that he made a bad decision 
but it should not have cost him his life. 317-239-1009. Now let me get one more call. Uh, caller on line three. Good morning. Who's this? Greeting, Cameron. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? I am well. Um, I, I just want to say uh, to the clergy men, you know, yeah, you guys, y- y'all, are, <laughs> I don't even know how to say this, Cameron, but let, let me let me tell you, war, war only creates dead people. They don't, it don't create heroes. The police department and all these other departments, including clergy, y'all are asking people of color to adjust to Caucasians' way of living. These people, they they just we don't kill Cameron. We 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 are people with with arms open, with love, and different things like this. It's amazing to me. How do you convince a black man to go kill another black man? Rather shoot him in the back or the front, whatever. I, I just I just say when we get rid of this system, I don't know how y'all gonna do it, but this system needs to be. Uh, uh, the government needs to be gone. The religions need to be gone so that we can find a new way of living because this is not the way. All right. These people are putting these guns in our neighborhoods and they, and they telling us to, to, to abide uh, by the law. How are we going to abide by the laws? It's, it's like paying taxes. How are you going to pay taxes if you don't have no job? These people create everything and in control of everything. When are we going to take our control back so that we can stop some of this craziness, man? People are getting killed for absolutely no reason. All right. Thanks, sir. I appreciate you. You're welcome. All right. 317-239-1009. Now, you've heard the Indianapolis clergy. We haven't talked too much in depth about it on this show for the past uh, two, three weeks. This has been in the news. Um But let me read you just something that um, was in the Indianapolis Star. Um, And it says the pastors of the Indianapolis black clergy point to a series of deaths at the hands of police officers that show inadequacies for which the chief is responsible and should ultimately resign. They point to the the killing of Herman Whitfield III, which has resulted in officers... um, no, let me, let me let me just say it resulted in the killing, they believe, in the killing of Herman Whitfield III. We've talked about that on this show from back in April 25. They also brought up the shooting of Anthony Macklin, who was the gentleman back on December 31st on New Year's Eve of last year, who was shot by police after he fell asleep in the rental car in his grandmother's driveway. Now, you'll remember uh, Grandma called the police because... She saw an unknown, unrecognized car sitting in her driveway. It ended with the police officers uh, shooting this man, firing multiple weapons and rounds at him. He was in the hospital for 17 days, underwent six surgeries. Uh, The clergy is also, as the Indianapolis Star writes, calling for transparency and accountability to the recent cases that have just popped up, including... uh, the squad car versus bike collision uh, that killed 34-year-old Joseph Stigger, uh, who was uh, trying to avoid a patrol car. There was a patrol car headed to a 911 call uh, for um, a domestic call where a woman was uh, saying that someone was trying to break into her house, uh, someone that she knew. 
um, among the officers speeding to the scene with their lights and sirens on, a car um, turned in front of that officer as that officer um, was coming down the road to avoid the car that turned left in front of him. He turned left. And at the same time, coming head on to him was Mr. Joseph Stigger, who was on his bicycle. They collided head on bicycle versus squad car. Uh, and the 34-year-old man died after being hit by that squad car. Clergy says that is also um, another reason for they, they're saying a lack of accountability and lack of transparency. Uh, and, of course, now the latest incident with Officer um, Harrell. Now, let me tell you about these. Let me show you about the receipts. Uh, these latest two incidents are still under investigation with um, the bicyclist who was killed, uh, Mr. Stigger, and then Mr. Harrell back on August 3rd. We just brought you the latest on that. But th- they are bringing up a number of things that have happened recently. And what stood out to me was that their call was that the chief has not been uh, transparent and has not been holding officers accountable for what they do uh, in his department. Um, I've been covering the chief the entire time he's been on and that does not track with the number of reports that we have done, both it be on TV or it be here on radio, um, where the chief has swiftly called for officers to be fired and has recommended their termination. Some of these cases I went back and looked up. Others that I came across, I don't even remember, but they're in the news. They were on the news. I just don't even remember them. Um, this is also the chief. You know, we're, we're, we're saying that this man has not been holding officers accountable, meaning officers are, he's letting officers get away with, in some cases, what has been charged as literal murder or recklessness, or neglect, or what have you. Uh, This is the same police chief who brought in body cameras to IMPD officers for the first time. So that alone right there goes against, he's literally been holding officers accountable. Let me pull a couple of receipts for you, though, on just what... Chief Randall Taylor has been up to since he was first appointed to chief on December 31st, 2019. IMPD chief has recommended the firing of an officer who was actually arrested twice in two weeks. That happened. This is one of the ones that I forgot about. Uh, A particular officer was involved with um, two separate incidents, one down in Shelby County where he was Um, charged with two counts of domestic battery and one count of battery on a child less than 14 years old. And there was also another incident um, that happened all in this, in the same two weeks. And I won't get get into all of it, but if you want to, if you want to read more about this particular officer's case, officer Michael price, uh, this happened back in, in 2022. Um, 
The headline itself is IMPD chief recommends firing officer arrested twice in two weeks. This is the same chief that folks are saying is not holding officers accountable. Let me give you another. IMPD chief recommends the termination of a sergeant, Eric Huxley, following the stomping incident on Monument Circle. Remember that situation? It made national headlines and it did not make national headlines because IMPD hadn't done anything. It made national headlines because it was on the body camera video that Chief Randall Taylor instituted and we knew exactly what happened rather quickly. And the chief recommended that that officer be fired. That officer is eventually was, was charged and he was held accountable. He was charged with battery and official misconduct. Uh, to a to a use of force investigation. Again, this is the same chief that folks are calling to resign, and that chief has brought in body cameras. It was the chief's, it was the body cameras that the chief brought in that revealed what happened when Officer Eric Huxley stomped on a man's face on Monument Circle. He recommended that person be fired. And that officer was fired. Let me give you another one. IMPD officer charged in unnecessary and excessive force incident on Indy's east side. This involved Officer Travis Lewis, who was suspended without pay, pending a recommendation from the IMPD Civil Police Merit Board. This happened back. uh, This story was published back on March 20. 8th of 2022, but the incident happened back on February 10th. In that situation, Chief Taylor recommended that that officer be terminated following an investigation of use of force on the city's east side. Okay. Now in this, in a more recent one that the clergy brought up of something that has happened um, in the past year or two, it's the case of Herman Whitfield, um, where in that incident, those officers have been indicted on charges for his death uh, because the coroner ruled that he died of a homicide. An autopsy for Whitfield showed that the 90, that, that the 39-year-old's uh, death was ruled a homicide from heart failure while under law enforcement restraint. Uh, Prosecutor Ryan Mears went to a grand jury and indicted those officers in that situation, two of them, Ahmad, um, Adam Ahmad, was indicted on charges of involuntary manslaughter, reckless homicide, battery resulting in seriously body injury, battery resulting in moderate injury, and battery. Stephen Sanchez has been indicted on charges of two counts of involuntary manslaughter, reckless homicide, battery resulting in serious bodily injury, battery resulting in moderate injury, and battery. Those officers are being held accountable. Now, in the other two incidents that have happened um, recently with Anthony Macklin, that one is still under investigation um, with also deciding if those officers are going to be charged. Um, I do know in that incident, of course, those officers aren't currently working, um, but the chief when there is an investigation is not going to recommend um, that a person be fired because that taints 
that taints the court case. Because if I'm a lawyer, I tell the jury, hey, the chief said this guy should be fired. So fire him. So that part has not happened yet. But those are the receipts that, that I wanted folks to understand um, have happened. Where the chief repeatedly has asked officers, has recommended officers be fired. Um, there are other issues that are happening in this city with crime, with homicides. But we're talking about something very specific here. And I'm, I wanted to look up exactly what the clergy was calling for and what has actually happened, what they've called for and said that the chief has not been holding officers accountable. I just read you a bunch of receipts of incidents, some big, some small, um, where chief said, fire him, you're fired. But the clergy says he's not holding officers accountable. Now, if you've got another issue with chief, um, then we can certainly talk about it. And I'm not here to be chief's lawyer. I'm just telling you what we've literally reported on this show and on TV and what's in the newspaper that it does not add up. Now, if there are other issues, um, certainly could be talked about, you know, we still have crime, uh, other issues. Uh, IMPD is struggling to hire officers. I do know that IMPD now has more detectives than they've had previously. Um, that's happened under um, Chief Taylor's term. But maybe a lot of this is really a conversation of who's the mayor. We also just so happen to have a mayoral election coming up. I'm not saying that this is what this is about, but I'm just saying. Joe Hogshead is the person who is the public safety director. He says he's the public safety director. So I just find it interesting um, why the chief is being brought into this and, and be with folks saying he's not being held accountable. He didn't kill any of these folks who unfortunately lost their lives, whether it be in a squad car accident or an officer who used excessive force or stomped on somebody's face. He didn't, Randall Taylor didn't do any of those things, but he did hold them accountable for their actions and recommended that they be fired. Many of those incidents, if not all were caught on body camera video. That body camera video is released to the public. And in fact, you can go to YouTube right now and watch all of them. Those are the receipts. Uh, Chief, Ta Chief Taylor, and let me be clear, uh, I haven't talked to him to let him know, you know about today's topic. I'm sure there are folks texting him right now. Um, but the point was to let you know that Chief Taylor is somebody that I've worked with in news capacities since he came on. Chief Taylor has been a guy who's been open. Chief Taylor has been a guy who um, knows exactly what it's like to lose somebody in their family to a murder. His father-in-law was murdered. He knows what that is like. Um, he knows what that, the pain that families go through. These are conversations that I've had with him since he's been in office. And Chief Taylor, he's a nice guy. He's a nice guy. When I call Chief Taylor, when I call IMPD, they call me back. When I ask, can you come on the show? They show up. Eight o'clock on a Sunday. They're here, either in person or on the phone. 
And if it's not Chief Taylor himself, it's Chris Bailey, the deputy chief, or Kendale deputy chief. The police department is not perfect, and I'm not, this is not a defend the police because this is a uh, share the record straight. This is just pulling the receipts to let folks know um, that a lot of things are being contradicted to what we're reporting to you in the news every day. 317-239-1009. 317-239-1009. Get your thoughts. Um, again, the police department is not perfect. It has its issues. Uh, but the issue that we have not had is a chief not firing officers who have done bad things. Uh, that has happened in other cities across the country where it has taken protests, where it is taking national news coverage uh, for a chief to respond and fire somebody. That has happened in other cities. It hasn't happened in Indianapolis since Chief Randall Taylor came on the scene. And that is the receipts and news and facts, not opinion, but facts. I just brought you facts. Only opinion that I'm giving you is that Chief Taylor is a nice guy. And the fact that I'm giving you is that when I call him as a journalist to come on this show or on TV, he shows up. And if it's not him, it's Ken Dale. And if it's not Ken Dale, it's Chris Bailey or whoever. Again, they're not perfect, but it, he holds people accountable. There's a lot of people who don't have a job because Chief Taylor said so. Let's take some phone calls real quick. And then we'll take a commercial break. 317-239-1009. Caller on line one. Good morning, is it? Yes, my name is Naisha. Hi, Naisha. Um, I'm calling in because I've been listening to you on the radio. Mm -hmm. And um, a most recent homicide by IMPD was Dwayne Harold. Mm -hmm. Um, he was not a threat to police. Um, they won't release the officer's name. It's Douglas Carell. Okay, so what I'm not understanding is. Why is IMPD allowed to get away with the homicides that they do commit? Well, as I just said, uh, a number of now that that's the very most recent one. And that officer uh, is not currently um, out on on the street right now. That situation is under investigation, a criminal investigation. It's not done yet. So we can't say that nothing's happened yet or that somebody's got away with it because it's, it's active right now. Uh, these other officers have been fired for what they've done. But uh, in the situation of uh, um, Dwayne Gary Harrell, uh, the body camera footage of what happened is out. It's on YouTube. You can watch it. Uh, we've had it on TV on Fox 59 earlier this week. Um, the officers has released a statement. Uh, the family has released a statement. Uh, the family obviously is sad that they've lost somebody. But um, the family themselves have said that, hey, our loved one, the, the attorney said our loved one had made a um, poor decision, but it shouldn't have cost him his life. Yes. So with yes. that, so with that said, I mean, folks are being uh, being held accountable in in many of these cases, and and the one that you brought up uh, just this week, the body camera footage came out, so it is out there. But in reality, nobody's being held accountable for these for these. Excuse my my um, context. Mm -hmm. Nobody's being held accountable for any police officers. Um, killing black men, black community, period. Mm -hmm. Nobody's being held accountable just because you lose your job, just because you lose income. This person lost their life. So y'all get to go home to y'all kids, y'all families, all of that. And nobody has ever said that in government, in police, 
or anything because who holds them accountable in reality? Nobody. Well, they so work under the government and everything. So if we as black people came together and went up against these same people that are being held accountable, say um, we just come in as a as a unit, we will have way more power than they have. They have no power. And that's why it's just police that's out here shooting black people and they are getting away with it. They just lose their job without pay. They can go find another job. Well, some of these you folks, go find another life. You, you, and, and in some cases you might be right, but I'm going to tell you the ones that I talked about, I don't know how much of the show you heard. You are right. Don't, don't, don't walk away with me telling you that I'm, that you're wrong. Cause I'm not, that has happened across the country. But what I'm saying on this show is in these incidents, since Randall Taylor has been in several of the officers that have gone through things are not going to ever be police officers. Again, some of them are convicted felons now, um, because of of their actions and what they've done. So they have been held accountable, not just lost their job, but some of these folks have gone to jail and are locked up. Or in the case of Herman Whitfield, who was killed earlier, those officers are have already been indicted and charged. They just haven't gone to court yet. Thank you so much for your call. You are right. In a lot of these cases, people do not get held accountable. But recently in Indianapolis, I'm not talking about anywhere else, they have. 317-239-1009. 317-239-1009. Let's go to caller on two. Good morning. Who's this? Hey, Cameron, is that me? That's you. Hey, this is a guy calling. Uh, interesting program, and I just wanted to say that, you know, the largest room in the world is the room for improvement. And this goes across the board. It, 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 it you know, it affects everyone in terms of that. Everybody can, can improve, and I think that, we constantly have to try to strive to improve, but at the same time, I think that we have to look at what the reality is, and the reality is that you're going to have police and you're going to have the community, and they have to work together. You know, you have to learn to live together. You know, a lot of times uh, uh, there have been programs where the police have offered citizens to ride with them. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with that mm-hmm, program? Mm-hmm. I've done it before. Okay. Now, what about if you turn the uh, flip the script, so to speak, and have some of the police uh, ride with some of the community members from time to time? I don't think that's ever been done. Uh, you know, uh, it's a lot of misunderstanding between groups of people, and there are a lot of stereotypes out there that also may affect the, the whole situation with police and community members. In other words, uh, uh, police generally are approved by, say, the major community, people in the major community, and they're treated differently because uh, of that. And it's because a lot of times you have a situation where the policemen come from these major communities and they kind of have an idea what the, that the people from that community are going to do. But when it comes to other community groups, such as people of color, a lot of times they're not that familiar with, with um, people of color. So well, let, me, let, let me stop you right there for time, but also let you know that I, while you were talking, I got a text from a police officer who just who's listening to what you said, and they just said that the reverse ride-along idea is actually a good idea. Somebody just heard you. Well, both ways. You, you, you understand what I'm saying? I understand. Just, no, I understand what you're saying. 
Yeah. Yeah. And they heard you. They heard you. I appreciate and, you. I got a roll. Okay. All and right. also, uh, your outfit with the white hat and the, and the white, uh, I don't know if you're going to a white party on, on uh, your TV show, but it looks good. Oh, you're talking about what I was wearing on TV? Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, thank you, man. Yeah, that's a new hat. I actually told Russ McQuaid, I said, Russ, I'm about to debut a new hat this week, so be ready. He said, <laughs> he said bring okay. it on. I'm ready for you. Keep up the good work. All right. Thank you, man. I appreciate you. 317-239-1009. Last call, then we got to go to commercial break. Uh, caller on three. Good morning. Who's this? This is Douglas Harold. I'm a Gary Harold's uncle. Mm-hmm. And it really saddens me. Uh, the first couple of callers saying just because a black man make a mistake, he deserved to be dead. Mm-hmm. You, you, you know, uh, my sister, my family, we, we not saying that Gary did everything right in this incident, but what, what we saying is that he deserved to still be living. And you know, I think a lot of times we get so insensitive to things because it's not our family. You know, we're not experiencing it. So we, we overlook situations. You know, I don't have nothing against the chief of the police. Mm-hmm. I don't have nothing against the police department. But I believe just like if I was, uh, if I did something wrong, I should be uh, held accountable for it. And that's all we asking for is mm-hmm. accountability. You know, with what sets this situation apart is is the response from you and your family, um, where there's not a lot of debate about what happened. Um, and, and you guys have said, unfortunately, uh, our family member made uh, made a poor decision to quote the, the attorney, but it didn't cost him his life. And I think um, that right there, I've heard from a lot of people um who are calm because um, when the family is calm in these situations, it makes the the public calm. And I think folks are going to echo what you're saying right now. So what is it that you and the family, when you say held accountable, what do you want to happen? You know, I would like, I would like the process to go through, you know, just like if a person was breaking in my house and they lead a house, and I shoot them in the back in my yard. Mm-hmm. They're going to get me for a, a murder. Mm-hmm. You know, so so if I uh, can be accountable for what I've done, why not the police officers be accountable for what they've done? And I realize that they got to go through the process. Mm-hmm. You know, but 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 uh, the caringness, when you get calls like Larry and the person before Larry, mm-hmm. for, for a person to say just because a person made a bad decision, mm-hmm. they deserve to be dead, that's a problem. How are you and your family doing? We, we you know, by the grace of God, you know, and just trusting God, we, we, we're getting through the process, you know. We're getting through by God's grace. Well, I want to say I'm sorry for your loss. It's never easy to talk about these things on the radio or on TV, to watch the body camera videos and these situations that, unfortunately, we're seeing far too often for whatever the initial cause. We're seeing them 
far too often. But I want to thank you for calling into the show and speaking on behalf of your family because uh, the unfilteredness of what you're saying, the tone that what you're saying lets people know. Because a lot of people in these situations start speaking for the family and what the family thinks. And not every time the family is able to speak and say something. But in this case, you've done it today. And I know your family has done it previously over the past two weeks. So, uh, again, I'm uh, sorry for your loss. Um, but right. I want to but I want to thank you for calling in the show and letting us know uh, where your family stands, because, as you said, you're not calling for the chief to be fired or to resign, but you are calling for the officer to be held accountable. Yes. And that's it. Sir, thank you so much for your call. I appreciate it. Right. You, you know. It's a snowball effect, you know, everybody trying to blame the chief. Mm-hmm. The chief didn't do this. You know, and and he's trying to do his job, and and I have no problem with the chief, mm-hmm. but I realize that that this this is going to be a lengthy process, and we just got to let the, let it take its course. All right, you heard it right there from the family. Thank you so much for calling in the show. I appreciate it. You're welcome. All right, we got to take a quick commercial break. You never know who's listening to open lines. Usually, I think I'm just talking to myself. But apparently not. All right. Those are some of the facts. Those are the receipts. That's the family right there. You heard him for yourself. He called into the show. I didn't have that man's number. He called here. He was listening. Now you know where the family stands. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about some of the processes. Reverend Alexander is having an event where we can talk. And they're going to show you why IMPD releases things when they do and why they don't. What those processes are. You can go to this meeting. I want you to stay tuned. We're going to pay some bills here at the station because we've been on for 45 minutes straight. We're going to come back and talk more with Reverend Alexander coming up. This is Open Lines. I'm Indy's newsman, Cameron Riddle on 106.7 WTLC and Hot 100.9. Sunday morning show. It's the show that brings you news about what's happening in Indy and around the world with Indy's newsman Cameron Riddle. It's the show where Indy comes to talk. It's Open Lines with Cameron Riddle. All right, we're back here live on Open Lines on this Sunday morning. A good uh, show with lots of information, impactful calls, and you just never know uh, who's listening uh, to this show on a Sunday morning. All right, in our last segment of the show, I want to talk about an event that's coming up coming up Monday evening. Uh, with a local pastor and IMPD. Uh, To give you some insight, it is an invitation to come to this meeting and learn about IMPD's processes. And I'm talking to all of you who call into this show and say, Cameron, why aren't they doing this? Cameron, I don't understand this. Cameron, why has this not been released? Why does IMPD still have the body camera? Why did Memphis uh, release the body camera the next day? Why does this city release it two weeks later? This event is going to explain to you why IMPD does things the way they do things. Um, It is open to you. Um, We're going to give you the details on exactly when and where in just a moment. 
But to bring this conversation to life, on our live line right now is Reverend Antonio Alexander. He is an assistant pastor of the Purpose of Life Ministries, which that church is at 3705 Kessler Boulevard. If you're looking for somewhere to go to church today, I'm already sure that the doors of the church are open to you. Uh, Reverend Alexander, good morning. You're also a member of the Concerned Clergy. Well, good morning to you, Cameron, and I appreciate you for uh, throwing that welcome out as well for those to join us in worship this morning at Purpose of Life Ministry. There were Pastor David W. Green Sr. is a senior pastor. Absolutely, absolutely. I know folks are uh, getting ready to go to church right now, so if you if you want to just try out something different today, there's another option. Purposes will begin at 10 a.m. <laughs> Reverend Alexander, so you have an event tomorrow, um, and this is an event that you've done previously. Explain it to to folks on how this is an, uh, an educational um, opportunity between you the police and the public. Well, once again, uh, thank you for having me on uh, this morning, uh, Cameron. And we as a community, uh, for too often, we have incidents such as this, and the same questions will arise after each and every incident. So tomorrow, Monday, August 28th, on behalf of the Northwest CRDC, the Community Resource District Council, we're going to be hosting a town hall uh, that's going to be at 4233 Lafayette Road, the Global Village Welcome Center. That's the old value city uh, furniture store there on the west side near Lafayette Square. And as you mentioned, uh, you know, we're going to try to bring a component uh, different than what we've seen in previous uh, police action shootings or previous incidents in regarding uh, police and community interaction where we are wanting to make sure that the community understands the procedures, the processes, a lot of the questions that come up each and every time there is an incident. Hopefully we can fill in some of those gaps, provide uh, the community with an understanding, for instance, with, you know, what is the use of force board? Where does that, where does that come in when we're looking at this particular incident? What, uh, where are we um, in that process? Uh, when you're looking at the crime scene investigation uh, and you're also looking at the administrative piece, what's the differences and uh, what the community can expect in each of those processes. So we're looking at providing a wealth of information that can at least hopefully and prayerfully fill in some gaps from a uh, community understanding perspective. And then as we move forward, we also want to uh, also look at what are some of the uh, process changes, modifications that we may possibly uh, want to look at as a community and recommend to our uh, police department. Um, this is something that you've done uh, in years past, and it just so happens that it is lining up right now when there's been a police uh, action shooting uh, here in the city, so the, the timing uh, just kind of lines up. So this is on on a lot of folks' uh, is mine. What is, um, as a member of the concerned clergy, um, and and not, what are you guys asking um, for right now, both from the public and from the city? Well, I think from the public and the city, uh, transparency is key. 
I think what, um, you know, the organization, the Concerned Clergy, where Pastor Green is um, also the president, what um, he has called for and uh, Dr. Wayne Moore has called for, you know, they've asked for accountability, uh, not just from the department, but from the leadership of IMPD. Um, they've asked for the uh, mayor of Indianapolis to look into that leadership. Um, they've, you know, once again, they want the community um, to understand the processes just as we do. Mm-hmm. And hopefully um, when we come together and we ask for transparency, we can do more than ask for a uh, blanket word, but we can also drill down into what does transparency actually mean and then provide that level of information to the community. Now, this event is the, that's happening tomorrow, is this through the Concerned Clergy or is this through uh, the Purpose of Life Ministries Church? It's through neither. Okay. It is, uh, once again, the Northwest Community Resource District Council. Uh, there are six of those in the city, and we align with our uh, respective IMPD policing districts. Mm-hmm. So the Northwest is aligned with the Northwest uh, IMPD district in mm-hmm. which uh, Commander Lorenzo Lewis um, is over that particular district. So when um, when we bring this uh, event together tomorrow, uh, expect that we will have representatives from IMPD that will be there to answer questions as well, to be able to take community and public uh, feedback, as well as our prosecutors, our Marion County Prosecutor's Office will be there as well. Uh, and hopefully we have other command staff within IMPD. And of course, uh, the community, which is overall, we want to hear the voice of the community. What? Uh, give us the, the time and location for tomorrow. 4233 Lafayette Road, that's the Global Village Welcome Center. Uh, That's going to be at 6 p.m. Monday, August the 28th. That is tomorrow. Uh, We encourage and invite the community to come out and join us. And as uh, we come together, I want the community to, you know, understand that we are going to be, uh, we're going to be talking about sensitive subjects as we are. Uh, going to be looking into the investigation of the loss of life of Mr. Harrell. But at the same time, we want to be able to address these sensitive uh, incidents within uh, the compassion that needs to come with that, as well as where we can uh, inform the community, here's the process. Uh, And we can also uh, inform law enforcement, here's what changes we want to see. And I want to make that clear. The community, we want to hear, uh, we want to make sure that your voice is uh, loud and clear where law enforcement can at least make changes within those processes and procedures. And then more importantly, make sure those processes and procedures are being communicated to the community where we have a complete understanding on, well, why is it that, as you mentioned earlier, uh, Cameron, why is it that we can have a, a video release one place, you know, within a day and then another place where it does take a little bit longer. We're going to be discussing that. Um, Will Chief Taylor be there tomorrow? My understanding is that the chief will not be there. Uh, We have invited the chief, so hopefully uh, his calendar will free itself where um, he can uh, attend as well. 
but we're going to make sure that all of the public commentary and feedback uh, that we gather, that it will hit his desk. And how many years have you done this particular event with the uh, uh, Northwest Council there? Well, the Northwest uh, uh, Community Resource District Council, I've been involved myself roughly, you know, five years or so. Um, we've had previous gatherings where we've had IMPD as well as the prosecutors uh, come together. It's not been something that we've uh, done on a regular rotation. Mm -hmm. uh, we did something prior to uh, COVID-19 and that pandemic. And what we're hoping is that this will be a launching uh, pad for future gatherings. Because once we provide all the information that we provide, Cameron, what we're also going to want to do is drill down into some of the different entities that are part of the overall uh, critical incident process uh, that are part of the, um, the, the whole entire criminal investigation process and even the, uh, you know, the response from the community, whether that be the uh, Citizens Complaint Board and some of the other entities. We're going to drill down even, uh, take deeper dives into those entities as well. So hopefully this can be a launching pad to the future uh, uh, conversations that we have. And then uh, once again, educating the community where the community has an understanding of the processes. And then when we talk about, you know, another word that, you know, is very prevalent is accountability. Then we can hold, you know, our, our law enforcement and even if it's the prosecutor's office, or, you know, the mayor's office, whomever, then we can hold, you know, all of those entities accountable based on what we understand the processes to be. As we get ready to wrap up, the other organization, I mean, you're in a, in a number of different organizations, which thank you for all of your different service uh, to the community. The one organization that you're in is, is the concerned clergy who has asked for the chief's resignation. We've just got to, we're over time on the show, but are you two, um, do you stand with that to call for the chief's uh, resignation? Do you see it the same? Well, as Northwest CRDC, that's not our purpose. Our purpose is not to uh, come and call for, uh, I'll say, you know, the chief's resignation, but mm -hmm. Certainly, in this incident, we do want to see accountability for um, the officer. Uh, we want to, you know, at least in this gathering, make sure that the community understands uh, where we are in the process. And more, uh, I would say, um, be, be more defined where we're addressing this issue, as well as hopefully um, we can alleviate future issues. And whatever the community comes with, you know, once again, we don't want to come with uh, a list of demands and things that this is what we want, but we really want the community to come and voice. Here's what we want to see. So let, let so, me let, let, let me ask you finally, because I, I don't want to I don't want to get you in trouble when you go back to your, your different uh, your organizations. But the, the, the what I'm hearing you say is the uh, call for chief to resign is not uh, something that the Northwest Community Council it's not necessarily something uh, and it's not necessarily something that you personally are calling for, but that is something um, that the clergy just happens to be a group that you're a part of is calling for, but not necessarily something that you are calling for. Is that right? Well, as far as myself personally, mm -hmm. I would like to see uh, positive change within the leadership. I understand wholeheartedly where the call is coming from, but I want to put that aside. Um, and we, as the Northwest Community Resource District Council, we've not had those conversations. 
So, you know, it wouldn't be, you know, fair to speak, you know, on their behalf. Mm -hmm. But, you know, from a personal standpoint, you know, I fully understand why the call was made. Um, and a lot of that has to deal with, you know, policies and procedures that mm -hmm. are in place, mm -hmm. maybe not being adhered to. So, um, you know, I think, you know, there can be a time and place where we can even further that discussion as well. All right. Thank you so much. One more time. Give us the time and the address for tomorrow real quick. So it's going to be at the uh, we have community town hall tomorrow at 6 p.m. at the Global Village Welcome Center, 4233 Lafayette Road. That's the old Value City Furniture Store just uh, adjacent there to Lafayette Square. And we invite the community to come uh, share your voice and hear your concerns. All right. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Reverend Alexander. Thank you for all of your different service uh, to the community and the different capacities that you do in the different hats. We appreciate you, sir. Thanks for letting us be informed about what's going on. And we thank you for what you do as well, Cameron. We know you wear many hats as well. I do. Be thank fun. you. Thank you so much, sir. All right. All right. All right. Uh, all right. A good show today. We've gone over time. I just want to point out one thing as we go when it comes to uh, Officer uh, Douglas Carell that I had written and that somebody just texted me to remind me about. Um, Officer Carell, who shot and killed uh, Dwayne Gary Harrell, uh, on August 3rd, was involved in another use of force incident back uh, in 2016, uh, where that man filed a lawsuit. You can find the um, read the lawsuit for yourself. They claim that um, Officer Carell uh, battered and maliciously crushed the spleen of an unarmed, non-resisting young man who had requested the assistance of police. Uh, that is what the lawsuit filed in the Southern District of Indianapolis, Indiana. Uh, reads and folks say, well, why didn't uh, you forgot Chief Chief Taylor let that man go? Well, no, he didn't, because that did not happen under Chief Taylor's administration. That happened back on July 2nd of 2016. And at the time, Troy Riggs was the police chief at that time. So this, again, is not an incident where Chief Taylor has somebody has done something under his administration and he has let it continue. That happened two, because Brian Roach was before, and then Troy Riggs. So two ch police chiefs ago, there was an incident. Yes, it was an incident, but think about it. Does your boss know everything that you did under your old boss two bosses ago from 2016? If you've been under the radar and you've been quiet, he wouldn't know about that. So why would we expect Chief Taylor to know about something that happened with one particular officer two police chiefs ago? In 2016. Just the facts. No opinion this morning. Just the facts. I'm just bringing you the news, things we've talked about here on this show over the years, on TV, all of that. Speaking of TV, I'll see you tomorrow morning live at 4 a.m. on Fox 59. And we are back here, same time, same stations, next Sunday live at 8. We've gone overtime this morning. Thank you to Reverend Al for giving us uh, about five, six minutes of your show. And Shivana is holding it down on Hot 100.9 for the rest of the morning. We'll see you back here next Sunday. I'm Indy's newsman, Cameron Riddle. Have a great Sunday, y'all.